The following is a Thunderbolt West Media Production. This show is going to be about my opinions of what's going to happen in 2023 and predictions. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving. So I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, at frequency 7.490, and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio, 89.3 FM, in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand, on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I really do appreciate it. As I record this, that humongous cold cell that came from Siberia has hit here just about an hour ago. Now, I'm doing this on a tape delay, and I'm recording this before Christmas. And so, some of the things I'm going to talk about might be outdated because of the way the world events are changing so fast. But, the cows were smart enough, they put themselves in the barn, and I've got everything taken care of. And My chickens, well, they weren't going to fare very well. My chicken house is old. I'll just put it that way. It's old. A lot of drafts, a lot of wind can blow through there. And tonight, we're going to get down to wind chill of negative 50 below. And I take my job as steward of the animals that I have very seriously. And so I decided that these chickens were suffering because every time I would go to water them, they'd only have like three or four minutes to water 
And then if they didn't get water then, that would freeze up. And I had to go back several times a day and water them, but I still wasn't convinced all of them were getting water because the way they were crowding in, they acted like they never got water the first time. And also, I'd go gather eggs a couple of times a day, but I had almost all of my eggs frozen, and a lot of them cracked because they froze so hard. And I looked at my chickens, and I thought, you know, this is nuts. I'm not going to make my chickens go through this. So, And so I brought the chickens in the utility room in the house. I have transport cages, and I got them all in their cages and put them in the house, which... I know a lot of people, they would say, you're putting your chickens in the house. Well, I care for my animals, and I didn't want to see them suffer. And I would much rather clean up a mess that the chickens might leave in the house, which would be very easy to do, as opposed to trying to sleep at night thinking the chickens are suffering all night and possibly going the next morning and finding dead ones. And so I thought, you know, it's just easier to put myself out than it is to have them go through this horrible cold spell. But I brought them in a day and a half ago, and they've already given me over two dozen eggs. And the roosters are a-crowing, and the hens are singing. They think they're on vacation. But I put them in a room that I'm not heating. And so it is getting down to, oh, 30 or so in that room. Because it's not good on chickens to heat the chicken coop. And when they go back out in a couple days, I don't want them spoiled. So I'm keeping it about the temperature that it normally would be for them out in the barn if it wasn't for this big cold spell. But anyway, you didn't tune in to hear about me and my chickens or me and my cows or any of that kind of thing, but I just want to let people know kind of what's going on around the place here. Not that it does you any good, just something that I want to talk about. Well, this show is primarily going to be opinions and also predictions of 2023. I'm going to use the first part of the show, and I'm just going to talk opinions And also talk about just the new year in itself, just the year 2023. The second half of the show, I'm going to get into my predictions. And I'm going to tell you up front right now that there's going to be some lightheartedness in this show, and there's going to be some dark areas in this show. So it's probably going to run the full gambit. But I want to start off on a personal note, and that's personal not me to you, but personal you to yourself. When the year 2020 hit, a lot of you people know that I'm an entertainer, and I did a gig for New Year's Eve bringing in the year 2020, and 2019 was coming to an end, and there were inklings in the news about some mystery virus that was in China, but nothing had really hit here. And I remember I looked at the audience, and there was about 500 people in attendance, and I toasted the new year. And I said, let's just not have a good new year. Let's make the decade of 2020 to 2030. Let's make the next 10 years the best decade ever. And that's how I toasted in the year 2020. And we all know that so far, what I toasted in did not happen. And I would have to say that the decade of 2020 to 2030 so far, is on par with the 1930s with the Great Depression and the the 1940s with World War II. And so as I look at 2023, and I do lots of studying, lots of research, and there are 10 or 15 people that I really trust that I do take in their shows, I listen to their podcasts, I read their printed material, 
And I try not to steal anything from anybody because I want the show to be unique. I want it to be an individual show. But I do have to say that half of them that I listen to, I could be saying the same thing. I could be hosting their show and say what they're saying, and they could host my show and say what I'm saying, and there wouldn't be any difference. It's not that we walk in lockstep and know about each other. It's just the fact that there are some things that are so obvious that any thinking individual is bound to see it. And I listened to two shows yesterday that I could have done every word of both shows. I didn't learn anything. I guess I learned that I have more people out there that think like me than which I'm really happy there's other people trying to wake everybody up out there. And there are people that do care enough to buy their own airtime, just like me, to go out and try to wake people up and try to encourage people. And so that's something I want to say as a positive note, is that I'm seeing more people get more bold with their programs. They're telling it like it is. They're not sugarcoating. They're just bluntly stating what needs to be stated. And I think a lot more of that needs to happen. But getting back to the year 2023, what can happen? Well, there's a lot of things that can happen, and I'm going to go into that in the second part of the show. But like I say, I want this to be very personal, you towards yourself. 2023 is going to be what you make of it. No more and no less. Whether we have peace on earth or whether we have World War III, it's still going to be up to you as to what you're going to make of the year 2023. Now, I'm to the point where from year to year, it doesn't make any difference. Just because you turn a piece of paper on a calendar doesn't mean anything, not really. But as far as history goes and business goes and planning and everything, you have to have a calendar to go by. And a year seems like a reasonable amount of time to try to get something accomplished, at least get a good go at it anyway. But getting back to you in 2023, it's my opinion that you have to take the bull by the horns and make 2023 a good year. I don't think you have much of a choice, but to make 2023, if not a good year, make it your year. Make it your year to finally go off grid. If you're thinking about it at all, let's do it in 2023. Now, I live pretty close like what your grandfather or great-grandfather lived. A lot of people think I'm really roughing it. But I have a studio in my house. I make my own electricity. I'm warm. I'm comfortable. And I'm happy with my arrangement. And I know that there's lots of people out there that just live hand-to-mouth, paycheck-to-paycheck, that every month it's hard for them to pay their power bills and also their other utilities. And I don't have any power bills. I don't have any utilities. But I do have to pay for my electricity and pay for my heat with labor. And so I guess I would call what I'm doing sweat equity. I have to work to put heat in my house. And I have to really be diligent and protect and maintain and watch over my little personal electrical grid. And so there's no automatics but I would never go back. So if you are ever thinking of going off-grid, get serious about it in 2023. Another thing I think you should do in 2023, if you're not already doing it, is plant a garden. 
I think 2023 should be a year of growth, personal growth. If you don't know anything about gardening, well, it's cold out and the snow's flying. It's a good time to do your research. So go ahead and watch videos and read books and articles and things about gardening. And then this spring, when it's time to plant, you won't be a novice. You might be a novice at getting your hands dirty, but in your mind, you'll already have a clear goal and a clear path to reach that goal. So I'd say 2023 needs to be a year of growth for you. And the reason I say this is that I think things are going to get to the point where you're going to have to rely on yourself. And so there's no time like the present. You need to start today to be that person that you would rely on in time of need. Because I think you're going to look around very soon and see nobody there to help you. And then also, when it comes to happiness, I know people that just dress in rags and do little more than live in a cardboard box, and they're very happy. And some of the most miserable people I've been around have been people with money. They're so worried about losing their money, they can't enjoy what they have. I'm not saying that poverty brings you happiness or wealth brings you misery, but I'm saying that I have seen instances of that happening. But this year is going to have to be what you make of it. And I think you should strive in the year 2023 to take the stress out of your life as much as possible. I think we're going to have more stress thrown our way than maybe some of us can even handle. So it's time to become your own best friend in 2023 and cut yourself a break, and give yourself some time off, and pamper yourself with just doing simple things you like to do. If it's fishing, or crossword puzzles, or whatever it is, take that time for you. Because mental health, spiritual health, and physical health are going to be vital in the year 2023. And one of the things you can do to help get healthy is to treat yourself like the most important person in the world. Because to you, you are the most important person in the world. It's not that you're selfish, but you are the most important person to you. And so you need to treat yourself like a very important person. And treat yourself with respect. Treat yourself with compassion and understanding. Make peace with yourself and I could write a book on all the dumb things I've done and the horrible decisions I've made and the people that I've offended and on and on and on. I could write an encyclopedia full of events that I wish I didn't do or wasn't a part of. But I've learned to forgive myself. I've learned to understand that I'm only human and the only perfect person that's ever walked the earth was crucified. It's not that I revel in my imperfectness, but It is that I accept it and I cut myself a break. And so I think 2023 needs to be a year that you learn to do that for yourself. It's such a wonderful experience to feel the freedom after you can let all of that go, all that baggage and garbage. You can just let it go. And I think 2023 is a good year to study the Bible, to read the Word of God, to listen to the Word of God. If you don't have a Bible or don't have time to read, get an audio version of the Bible and listen to it. Listen to Scripture. Listen to God's Word.
Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I invite all of my listeners to go to my social media site, which is on VeteranBrigades.com. It's the only social media site that I trust, and you do not have to be a veteran to join. So go to VeteranBrigades.com, sign up, and look me up over there, and on that platform, I'm the Living Off-Grid Show, and I plan on doing lots of interactive things over there with you, my audience. So please go visit me at VeteranBrigades.com. One thing that I dearly love is shortwave radio. I really believe in shortwave, and the best programs, in my opinion, are on shortwave. I'm not saying the ones that aren't on shortwave are bad. I'm just saying that the best ones, in my opinion, do use shortwave radio. And while I'm flipping around the shortwave dial, you undoubtedly come across dozens of different ministries, different pastors, and different teachers that are teaching Christianity or trying to talk about God and Jesus and they're trying to save souls and inform people that actually use Scripture. And quite a few of these pastors I've listened to, and there are some that I like more than others, but I'm finding myself gravitating to the ones that do a lot less preaching and a lot less teaching and a lot more just simply reading the Scriptures. Because God wrote the Bible not to have someone tell you about it, not to have someone interpret it for you. That's not why the Bible was written. Getting back to that personal note, the Bible was written for you. It was written for me. It wasn't written for some pastor to read and tell me what I should think about it. The Bible was written for you and for me and for everyone else. And God has a way of talking to people in the way that they're most likely to listen and hear. And God has different things planned for everybody. He has different plans, and, and he puts different desires in people and different situations. So the Bible is by no means a one-size-fits-all. It's a very, very personal document. But I think the year 2023 needs to be a year that you become spiritually healthy. And I think that you need to listen to good music, be around good people, do good things, shun anything that you know is not pleasing to God, and try to live your life in a way that would be pleasing to God. And I know a lot of people, me included, fail regularly on pleasing God and doing things that would be in God's will. I don't know what it is about us stubborn humans, but we all have to do our own thing once in a while, whether God would be happy with it or not. We just seem to do it. That's where that self-forgiveness has to kick in. You can't just keep beating yourself over the head for something you did years ago, possibly. But if my predictions in the second half of the show come true, even if half of them come true, you're going to want that relationship with God to be as strong as possible, because that's the only relationship that really has any meaning. And as we go through this year and farther into this decade, I think that my words that I just said are going to become more true. 
I think with every passing second, we need God more. I don't think that there's going to be a comfort zone where we have enough God. I think that we're going to have to keep striving to get more, to do more, to be more. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is if we make a conscious effort to make sure that that's done. And 2023 needs to be a year of healing. Families that have been torn apart because of the death jab and school systems that have been torn apart because of the woke culture and communities that have been ripped apart for various reasons. I think 2023 needs to be a year of healing as much as possible. Now, I know that there's bad blood between lots of people and lots of things, and I know that's not going to change. But you need to change what you can. If there's a relationship that's been strained because of politics or whatever, if that is a relationship that has had value to you in the past, and you would love to get that back and have things be like they used to be, well, 2023 is that year for you, and it's up to you to get the ball rolling. And if that means swallowing some pride, well, that's what it means. I think 2023 is going to be worldwide a year that's going to go down in history. I think it's going to go down as a year of infamy. I think just like 1941, especially December 7th, 1941, is a day of infamy. I think 2023 is going to be a year of infamy. And I think that everything you can patch up, everything you can mend, Everything you can build, everything you can do to better yourself, anything you can do to get more close with God and God's people, I really think that's something positive that you should do in your life. And if you simply avoid the bad and gravitate towards the good, whether it be thoughts or people or things or places, if you can actually accomplish that more than not, then at the end of the year, you're going to look back and know that you've accomplished something in 2023, and you've had a fairly decent year, at least accomplishing something. But I think 2023, quite possibly, is going to be a year that we would rather forget, instead of a year that we're always going to remember. And so, getting strong in everything you need to get strong in, I think is the way to go. Go off-grid if you can. Be more self-sufficient. Really make 2023 a learning year. Learn how to garden. Learn how to go off-grid. Learn how to gather your own spices. Learn how to can your own food. There are tons of skills that your great-grandparents had that you don't have and that I don't have either. But it's time we relearned those skills and put them to use. And also, before break, I want to say that I think 2023 needs to be a year of community building. Now, what I mean by that is I think that people that are on the right side of history, the ones that are awake, that get it, that know what's going on, need to band together in every way they can as far as bartering and sharing and helping each other and just simply being there for each other, even if it's just a buddy system type of a thing. I think the year 2023 is the year to establish those bonds if you don't have them and make them stronger if you already do. I think that everything that's going to happen in 2023 is going to come right down to where personally it could lay a world of hurt on you. But if you decide otherwise and say, come hell or high water, 
you are going to have a decent year and you're going to not get knocked off track and you're going to put your feet to the fire and put your shoulder to the grindstone and you're going to work. You're going to make it happen. Whether that be spiritual growth or happiness or physical fitness or whatever it is, it's up to you to make it happen. And I think that the year 2023 is going to throw thousands of distractions at people on a weekly basis, if not a daily basis. So I think that what I'm suggesting might be hard to do. But anything that's worthwhile seems to have that little edge to it that it can be hard to do. So you need to stick to it, have a positive attitude. And as a personal note with me and the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show, I have several really wonderful people who I appreciate and cherish so much. And I'd love to give them a hug or give them a handshake and tell these people just what they mean to me and mean to this program. But the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show is growing, and it's growing about every month or so. I see a noticeable growth spurt. And sometimes it grows faster than I can really handle it. And so I have rededicated myself to my show, even, even though I already was dedicated to it. I know that me personally, I need to take it to another level. And so in 2023, I'm going to strive to do that. And also, due to your generous donations, I do have money to start the new year and line up January and get that a-going. And I really appreciate the podcast listeners are growing, and also the shortwave listeners are growing. And very rarely do I do anything self-serving on the show. At least I hope I don't, because this is not what this show is about. It's not about me. It's about you. But with that said, the businessman inside of me tells me that I really need to plug my other radio show. So forgive me for being self-serving here, but I do want to let people know that I have two other shows that I want you to check out. The first one is not my show, but I co-host on Wednesdays, and that's Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And not only listen to the Wednesday edition, listen every day, because Bob Bierman is awesome. He really has a heart for God. He's a very intelligent man. He's a wonderful friend. And so I really highly suggest that you tune in every Wednesday night to Truth to Ponder, which is also on WRMI primarily, and you can listen to that as a podcast. But listen every day. And of course, this show you're listening to, the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. But my other show is a music show. You might think, well, what does music have to do with what I'm talking about? Well, first and foremost, I've been a musician my entire life. I've been a professional musician. That's how I made my living. And the year 2020 came in and ruined that and totally scrapped it. And so that's one of the reasons I started this radio show, is to take the place of the live performance. But I have an awful lot of people that were saddened that I was not playing as many live gigs. And so I decided to put a radio show together of my material and of my songs and also some cover tunes. And, and the shows are fun. I do comedy commercials, and they're in the shows as well. And the show runs an hour. And there's three places you can hear my music show. It's called Harmony Barn Sessions. You can tune in on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock Central Time to 5850 
WRMI, and three nights a month, you can tune in on Saturday night, 10 o'clock central, on WBCQ. And it's on Angela Radio on WBCQ, and the frequency is 5.130. And also, if you go to redcircle.com, the shows are available there as a podcast. And so I would ask all the listeners to please check out my music show, Harmony Barn Sessions. I would appreciate it. And so that's something that I'm doing for the new year is I'm getting a more positive attitude and I'm rolling my sleeves back up and I'm not letting 2020 knock me in the dirt anymore. I will be the first to admit that the year 2020 really did throw a curveball at me. And not only threw a curveball at me, I struck out. And I'm bound and determined that the year 2020 has got to be left behind me in the year 2023. And so it's all systems go, full speed ahead. And that's not only with the Living Off Grid Powered Information Show, but it's also that way with Harmony Barn Sessions and also my work with Bob Bierman on Truth to Ponder. But I would appreciate you checking these other programs out. And I really do appreciate that. And on the other side of the break, I'll come back with predictions for the year 2023. If you're tuned to Frequency 7.490, you're listening to WBCQ. If you're on 5850, you're listening to WRMI, Radio Miami International. And if you're listening on 89.3 FM, you're in tune with Key Radio, Osage Beach, Missouri. I really need to know who's listening and where you're listening from, whether it's by shortwave or podcast or on AM or FM radio. Even if you just pop me an email and say hi, I would appreciate it. And as always, I invite listeners, give me some suggestions of topics that they'd like to hear me cover. I would really appreciate that. Once again, my email address is jim at offgridliving.faith. And also, please visit the website, and the website is offgridliving.faith. And also, you can find links to even more information, and also, every one of my shows is uploaded on the website. If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show, I would ask that you consider donating to the show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations. And... We do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. Not that they have shut us off, it's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old-fashioned way, by mail, check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. This next song was recorded in 1902 by the Edison Military Band. Band. 
Replace fear with faith. Replace pessimism with hope. Replace despair with determination. And don't be afraid to rely on God and step out on the sea. two of the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun, and thanks again for tuning in today. I appreciate it. Well, I have a lot of predictions for the upcoming year, and hopefully I'm wrong. I'm going to start off right now. I hope that everything I'm going to say is dead wrong, because I truly would love to have peace and security and harmony. I truly would love to do nothing but worry about working on my machinery and taking care of my animals and just living my life. I'd love to be able to focus more on my music and not have to do some of the things that I'm doing as far as broadcasting. Not that I don't enjoy the show. It's the subject material. I want this off-grid show to have a very small audience, of course, because there's not a lot of people that are totally off-grid. But I'd rather have the show be more focused towards being self-sufficient and living off-grid and gardening and that kind of thing. But when you have a whole bunch of elephants in the room and they're trampling all over the place and knocking everything down, you can't look the other way. There's just no way that I can look the other way and pretend it's not happening. I have heard shows out there that sound like they're Pollyanna. It's almost sickening. There are some programs where the material sounds like that the people that are in charge are living in a fantasy world or they're, or they have their heads stuck in the sand. It's kind of like see no evil and hear no evil. Well, I wish that I wasn't going to make my predictions I'm going to make. So you've already got it figured out that my predictions aren't going to be very nice as far as nice things happening. So I might as well get into what I see coming in 2023. I see that there's going to be a ramping up of a pandemic. I think they're going to relaunch COVID since it worked so well for the globalists the first time. And they have so many people brainwashed. That's the obvious choice that that they would try to reintroduce a new variant. And of course, this one's going to be worse than ever. So you got to get death jabs. So I think they're going to hit us with another pandemic and they're going to be pushing the death jab very hard in 2023. You just have to not get that death jab because it is not safe, it's not effective. 
And if the COVID hoax doesn't work the second time, I'm sure they have dozens of other tricks up their sleeve. You don't think that these bioweapons labs have just been quiet since 2020, do you? No, they've been working hard on gain of function all over the world and in the labs in Ukraine, getting ready to unleash another pandemic. Because that's how these people have decided they're going to control the world, is through medical tyranny and also a technical tyranny. So it's really important to keep your health tip-top and make sure that you keep your immune system as strong as it can be. Because I do think they're going to release something else. I also see more lockdowns and more six-foot social distancing and more masks and just more of the same. Like I say, it worked once, they'll do it again. I predict in 2023 you're going to lose more purchasing power. I think that they're going to print more money and it's going to be worth less. And if things really go south as far as world war, well, then our money may be just absolutely worthless. We might become like the Weimar Republic where it took a whole bushel basket full of money to buy a loaf of bread. And that just might be the case. So I think the year 2020 needs to be a year of you saving money and being very picky and choosy of where your money goes. And you need to only buy things you need and not the things you want. I know that if everyone in the United States would do just that and just buy what they need and not what they want, that that alone would crash the economy. I do realize that. But I also know that if you're trying to be the head of a household, if you have a family, if you have a business, if you own a house, if you're trying to get ahead, even if you don't have any money and don't really have any prospects of getting any money, you still need to pinch the pennies you do have. And so I guess I think you should be very thrifty and frugal in the year 2023. Because I think that every dollar is going to count by the end of this year. Now, I mentioned World War III, so that's where I'm going to go next. I see the United States and the rest of the NATO countries poking the bear and poking the bear and poking the bear. And I see the bear just letting them poke and let them poke. But sometime in 2023, when no one suspects it, we're either going to be jolted out of our sleep or we're going to wake up in the morning to a totally different United States. All these people that are laughing at Russia and their capabilities, I want to remind you of several things. Did the United States win the war in Vietnam? Did the United States win the war in Afghanistan? And did we or did we not leave troops behind and prisoners of war in our mad rush to get out of Vietnam? And didn't we strand a whole bunch of people in Afghanistan and left a whole bunch of military equipment? Now, if we're defeated by Afghanistan and Vietnam, what in the world makes you think we can defeat Russia? If you're one of those that says, well, Russia, they're just a paper tiger. They're out of money. They're out of ammunition. They're out of tanks. They're out of missiles. You don't understand anything, period. You just don't understand anything. Russia hasn't even started yet, folks. The reason they're fighting with old, out-of-date equipment is because they can. They're saving their good stuff to go against us and our allies. And it doesn't need to happen. 
None of this needs to happen. But, in my opinion, the Western governments, including the United States, want to see a war with Russia. Because, let's face it, the United States is in horrible debt, trillions and trillions of dollars in debt, that we're never going to be able to pay back. Unless there's a war. And then if there's a huge war, then of course everything changes. But what people don't understand is that in World War II, the only reason we won was because of our work ethic and also our manufacturing abilities. And right now, as a culture, as a people, we do not have that same work ethic. Not even close. And also, we don't make hardly anything over here anymore. They've shipped all of it to Mexico and China and Vietnam and other places like that. And let's say that we got on a full-fledged war footing where we're going to build all these factories and we're going to make all these war materials. Well, first of all, the factories have to be designed and then built, then equipped and stocked, and employees have to be hired and trained. Minimal would take two years to get something going. Now, in World War II, you you could get by with a two-year wait. But in this modern world with our modern technology, you either have it or you don't. And I think that there's no way that the United States can even remotely replace the losses that they would take as far as materials and substances on the battlefield. I think that they would shoot more munitions in a day than what we could even make. And Russia has been on a wartime footing for a long time. Their people are already getting calloused. They're already hardened up. Their troops are battle-tested. They're fighting against NATO-type tactics and ammunition and weaponry. And so they're learning how to go around and overcome some of the United States' best weaponry. And so it's not going to be pretty. And also, Russia is in talks with China to try to bring China in as an ally. And if that happens, the entire BRICS community, which would be Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, I think they would all end up being allied against the West. And so I see that in 2023 that either that's going to happen 100% full bore, or at least the framework is going to be set for that to happen early in 2024. But things are going to really blow up in Poland, in Lithuania, the Baltic states, of course Ukraine, and it's going to spill over into all of Europe and the United States and Canada. And the Russians have been so patient with the childish and inept American government with illegitimate Joe and all of this woke, political correct nonsense that we have all through our government. And you have to make no mistake, the Russians are real men and they're fighting for their culture. They're fighting for their country. They feel that God is on their side. They feel that right is on their side. And they have the backing of their people. And I would say that 40 years ago, there wouldn't have been a whole lot of difference between an average Russian and an average American young man as far as capabilities. But from what I've seen and what I've read, I would say that the average Russian young man is going to make a much better fighter than the average American young man that's been indoctrinated and death-jabbed and woke and antifa and everything else. 
we have a lot of people that want to role play. We have a lot of we have a lot of soy boys. We have a lot of people that think that they have skin in the game when they don't. When you're talking about legitimate, the United States does not have any legitimate reason to be involved in the affairs of Ukraine. Well, Ukraine got invaded. We have to stop them. Well, first of all, why? Why do we have to do it? Number two, the United States is the most egregious government of all as far as invading other countries. So just to say, we're there because they invaded this country. Well, didn't we invade Afghanistan? Didn't we invade Grenada? Didn't we invade Panama? Didn't we invade Vietnam? Didn't we invade Iraq? Didn't we invade Somalia? And people say, well, Russia wants to control the world. Which country on the planet has military bases all over the world? Is it Russia? Are there Russian troops in Mexico? Are there Russian troops in Canada? Are there Russian troops in Germany? Are there Russian troops in Japan? There are some Russian troops in the Middle East right now. And there's likely Russian troops in Belarus and several other countries that are nearby. But Russia does not have the military bases like the United States does all over the world. But when it comes down to the Jimmies and the Joes, the common soldier, I think Russia has more to work with. I'm not saying that we can't field very good soldiers because we can. But if you have nothing to work with, and also if the Pentagon and some of the upper generals and military planners, if they're more interested in social indoctrination and making sure that male soldiers can wear high heels as they go out and march, well, then we're in trouble. And I think that Russia sees the same thing I do, and I think that China sees it, and the whole world sees it. And it just matters how much patience the leadership of Russia has as to when they're going to say enough is enough. And I think in the year 2023, that's going to happen. On the positive side, I think that we're going to continue to see multitudes of people that finally understand that they have to rely on God, that they can't rely on man or man's institutions, that their only place that they're going to go for true peace, true comfort, is to Almighty God. And so in 2023, I see many more people coming to God and understanding that we are fighting a spiritual battle. And so I think there's going to be more people that are going to wake up in 2023. There's more people that are going to become vocal about what's happening. There's more people that are going to unplug from this world system and plug into God's system. And that's a good thing. I think 2023 is going to be a year that the transgenderism and the wokeism and all these other isms really put it all out there and push their warped agenda in a way like we've never seen. And I do see in 2023 a very big fracturing of our society. Now, I don't see a civil war, but that could be a possibility. But I do see a fracture that's going to happen in this country that is never going to be able to be healed. And I think that you're going to have people that are more traditional Americans on one side and all of these globalists and communists and woke people on the other. And I do see violence in the streets in 2023, especially if they impose a draft. 
But I really think it's going to be the left that's going to be rioting. It's going to be them that's going to be destroying. Because that's all they know how to do is throw a temper tantrum. And what I hope happens, but I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to predict this or not, but I hope it happens, is that the good people throughout the United States finally say enough is enough and say no. I see in 2023 our politicians even going more rogue and showing their gangster-type tendencies. I see in the year 2023 food shortages. I see the stock market going down, maybe not crashing, but going down. I see more business failures and more bankruptcies. I predict in 2023 the housing market is going to, if not implode totally, it's going to crash. And in 2023, worldwide, I see tyranny going to whole different levels on the bad side of things. And also, I see a lot more deaths. They're going to call it sudden adult death syndrome, which means that they died from getting that COVID death jab. But the powers that be in the medical profession, they're cowards, and they won't stand up to the pharmaceuticals, and they won't stand up to the rogue governments. They just won't. They'll just go along to keep their medical license. And so I see a lot more medical malpractice that they're going to get away with, all in the name of science. And so I see an awful lot wrong coming in 2023. And so that's why the first half of the show I was talking about better yourself. Make the year what you want to make of it. Because all of the quote-unquote leaders of the world, they're certainly going to botch it where they could just sit down and have a cup of coffee and explain their grievances and hammer something out. They could do that. But there's no money in that. And all wars are about money. And so they're going to push things and push things and push things because they got to fight for that almighty dollar. I, for one, think that the United States doesn't understand that Russia is playing chess. And we're playing checkers or tiddlywinks or something else, but we're not playing chess. And on a daily basis, it seems that one of the NATO countries will do something stupid. And it seems like Russia just keeps holding off and holding off. Well, in my opinion, the Western countries are doing so much to harm themselves that all Russia has to do is just wait it out. And also, in the year 2023, I see a lot more drugs being legalized. And that's all part of the plan. Now, back when the British had a huge empire, one of the ways they were able to control the people in their far reaches of the world was they'd get them addicted to opium. And if you had all the young men of fighting age addicted to opium, and you gave them all the opium they could use, then they'd just lay around stoned all day, and you wouldn't have any trouble with them. And in my opinion, that's the same thing with legalizing marijuana and all these different products that contain marijuana and also other mind-altering drugs. It's all meant to dumb us all down, keep us docile. But I really think in the year 2023, worldwide, something big is going to happen. And I think it's going to be that world war. It might be a social collapse. It might be a financial collapse. It might be all three. If all three happen, then we are in a world of hurt. So make 2023 the best year that you possibly can. Learn as much as you can. Stay vigilant. Stay informed. Put yourself on a growth curve like you've never had before. Because I think you're going to need it. 
Well, I hope everyone survived the horrible cold spell that we had right before Christmas. Well, that was awful. I can tell you from my point of view that I don't think I've ever been so cold so fast as when I was out feeding my cows. I would go out and literally within three minutes I'd start getting frostbite. We had wind chills of negative 50 degrees and that there's really nothing clothing wise that can stand up to that very long. And the longest I was out there was 10 minutes, but it took me about two hours to thaw my toes and thaw my fingers out. And so I got frostbit pretty good, but you have to do what you have to do when you're in bad weather when you have animals. You're either going to wimp it out and you're going to stay in the house and your animals are going to suffer or die, or you're going to man up and you're going to go out and do what needs to be done. And so I went out and did what needed to be done, and I would do it again. But I do want to tell you that I did use the opportunity to practice some of the things that I've been telling people to do in case of a very bad emergency. I think it would be a good idea for me to tell you a few of the things that I did that were kind of experiments during this horrible cold. But before I do that, I have to set things up. My house was built in 1895 out of used lumber. It's got leaks. The windows leak. The floor leaks a little bit. It leaks around the baseboards. It seems like that no matter what you do to this house, there's always a small draft that comes through this house. So what I did was I had to consolidate in the house and choose which rooms I was going to heat and which rooms I wasn't. And the rooms that I was able to heat, I kept them at about 60 to 65 degrees. But the rooms that I decided not to heat, I put pails of water in those rooms. I had one that was two and a half gallons, and it froze halfway down solid, which would be, what, four inches of ice? And so, needless to say, this house could have been very dangerous had the heat went out. But I decided to try a little experiment, that I would let my fire go ahead and die down in the night, not to where it would be dangerous, but to drop the room's temperature down to, I'm going to say 20 to 30 degrees. And I've been talking about different ways of staying warm and surviving, and I thought, well, if I get too cold, I'll just get up and build the fire again. And So what I did was I got three blankets, and then I put all my cow dogs in bed with me. I've been talking about using animal heat. Well, those dogs were sure happy, and they snuggled up against me so tight that I could barely move. But I've got to say that after about three hours, I had to kick two of the blankets off. It felt like I was in a sauna with those dogs. And so those dogs really not only kept me warm, they could have actually ran me out of there heat-wise. Now the room itself was cold, and I could see my breath and the dog's breath, but I was very, very warm. And now I know how the Plains Indians got through all of those horrible winters where they had temperatures like this, and they were out in a teepee, out in the wind. And what they would do is they'd bring their animals into their teepees, and they'd cuddle with their animals. And so that's one of my experiments that I wanted to let everybody know about. That if you are in very bad trouble, and you're in very dangerous conditions. Now granted, I didn't shut the heat off into that room and let it get as cold as it was in the rest of the house, that would have been asinine. And I have no doubt that had I put the dogs under the covers with me, I probably could have survived that negative 10 or 20, whatever it was, in the other part of the house. Because it had to be in minus territory to freeze water like that, that deep. And I went out and chopped ice for my cows the next day, and the ice was 8 inches thick, 
where it was a running stream just hours before. But I just wanted to pass that little tidbit along that you need to keep that in the back of your head. If you find yourself without power in the middle of winter, and if you have some dogs or cats, you could cuddle with them, put them under the covers if you have to, and you can stay very warm and comfortable. I know a lot of people wouldn't have done that, but I'm trying to tell people how to survive. And so everything that I tell people to do, I make sure that I try everything that I counsel other people to do, because I want to make sure it works. So I wasn't put out any, and the dogs sure were happy. Well, I hope someone got something from the show today. I do appreciate you listening. And once again, I hope that my predictions are all wet. I hope they're wrong. Time will tell. So we all have to just wait and see. But in the meantime, keep preparing. I want to say a special thank you to those who have sent donations to keep the show on the air. You have no idea what your contribution means to me. Not only personally, but the show itself. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And to those who have not contributed but are considering it, it's very easy to do. You can just send a check or money order. And you would write to check out to Thunderbolt West Media. And you would mail to Thunderbolt West Media. P.O. Box 163. P.O. Box 163. Hershey, Nebraska. Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. Again, thanks for listening. Even though I predicted a whole bunch of doom and gloom, I want to wish you personally a very, very wonderful upcoming year in 2023. And until next time, stay strong. Stay teachable. Keep your powder dry. But most important of all, Replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.